Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello. Hello, Nikki. Happy first day of summer. It is. It is. It is the first day of summer in our household. Yes. And half half of yours. Half right? of mine. I have one that still uh, is on her last day and one who is sleeping in. Oh, my goodness. Boy knows how to take advantage. Yes, that's good. I, I told my son today when he finally got up, I was having a cup of coffee and said, well, I, I still have to do some work today. What? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Now your life does revolve around me, so yeah. let me get this straight. He's uh, like, do you have funny. to work? I'm like, uh, uh-huh. that's do you the remember, way life is. Do you remember what it was like that first day of summer? Do you remember, like, what? did you have any rituals? I, You know what? I really honestly don't. I don't remember. Did I, I think, I'm guessing you must have. You know, I, I don't either. And and I, it's funny. I mean, I, I did. I'm sure I did. I'm sure I had some rituals. I'm sure I had plans and things. I, I remember the big, like, overarching sort of story of my summers, you know, running around with friends and things. But every time I start thinking about details, it invariably comes back to, like, the storyline of Goonies. Mm. Uh, like, I'm sure I was looking for pirate treasure in a cave somewhere, you know. But but I, do, I remember that sense of freedom and liberation that comes from not having to go to school. Uh, but the specifics... Uh, the yeah, it's specifics hard to elude me. It's just that well, warm feeling of, gosh, I wish I still had that. And it's so different, you know, when we were growing up to compared to, to what our kids are now used to. Um, we didn't have video games and iPods and iPads and phones and oh, right. technology to play with when we first got up in the morning. Um or TV. Well, I guess we had TV, but you know, I, I kind of remember the summers when I was in high school and maybe even middle school, but elementary school, I don't, I don't have a clue. I have no idea what I did. I like you, I, I you know, bits and pieces of things I remember, but, um, yeah, yeah. it always seemed like it, it was a long time. You that know, summer was long. Yeah. It always seemed that, that like summer was long. It, it, it took a long time to get to summer. And then <laughs> it, it seemed like summer was, you know, I don't know, as an yeah. adult, time just goes by so much faster than it does as a child. Oh, it really does. Especially, I mean, we're already planning for next year. I mean, we're like that summer is just gone. You yeah. know, once you get through a couple of trips and uh, oh, it's just too yeah. fast. It is. We are we are talking today is a tip show where uh, you would ask for some tips on uh, on our various social platforms, and so uh, we got lots of good tips, and so yeah. we've sorted the tips and sifted the tips, and now well, we are going to. to... I kind of <laughs> sorted them. <laughs> I, I I'm hoping that they're in some kind of order, but it's interesting what people said and had to had to contribute, and I love that. So thank you everyone for for doing that. It, yes, it's great. It's so good. So we're going to dig into those in just a minute, but first, make sure you head over to Take Control ADHD get to know us a little bit better uh, listen to the show right there on the website subscribe to the mailing list and uh, get a little summary uh, of of recent shows in your very own email connect with us on twitter and facebook so you can share tips next time too uh, at take control adhd on those two places and you can always call us leave us a voicemail at 503-664-4add and get your voice your thoughts on this show just like one of our listeners did this week so uh, lots of awesome things uh, ways to get in touch with us and we would love to hear from you so all right yes here we go tips all right so creative tips so the the question that i asked on facebook and twitter and and uh 
one, I think we mentioned it on the show last week. You know, if you have any creative t- tips, so definitely on the podcast, we mentioned it too. So um, basically just ask the question, you know, what are some creative tips that, that you do or that you've heard of um, that helps you kind of manage your ADHD or just organizing in general? And the first tip that I got uh, was this. It says, um, for my daughter who has an intellectual disability as well as ADHD, I recent Recently got some foam door hangers at the craft store and stapled her chores on them, one per hanger. So she has more of a visual manipulative way of what needs to be done and can move it from the to-do hook to the done hook. I thought that was very clever. Oh, yes. For younger kids that, can, um, that can't read pictures or a combination of words or pictures could be used to describe the chore. You could even add a reward hanger at the end. Um haven't done that yet is what she says, but that, that it's a great idea. So, you know, yes, after you've gotten to the, to the end, you see a reward, you know, right, uh, right. little foam hanger. So I thought that was really clever. Um, and a great way to get the kids sort of involved in the chores, kind of a fun way to do that because, you know, like she said, it's more of a, um, visual and, and, um, well, yeah, and it's that it's that manipulative piece. I yeah. think that's really good because it it gives you it makes you feel like you're actually reaching in and interacting with time. And I think that's a that is so important, not just for you know for the ADHD, but for the larger sort of executive functioning um, role that that those those tools help us uh, help us control. Absolutely. Okay. So tip number two, notes with an explanation mark. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Lots of sticky notes and reminders. Uh, My oldest likes to put them on the inside of his door so that he sees them first thing each morning and doesn't forget certain goals or whatever he needs to remember for that day. And he's 12. So both of these tips are um, geared more for children. See, this is where I tell you, I didn't sort through it necessarily, Uh, (laughs) but that's okay. Follow, follow along. Well, you know, Uh, it's super useful because I think, you know, and I get in trouble for this all the time. I was just talking to somebody else. I was the third person in a conversation with two other people and they said, oh, yes, I love Post-it notes. Pete's always trying to get me to use Evernote, but I love Post-it notes. Okay, I do love Evernote, but it's a tool for a specific purpose. I also love notes. I love Post-it notes. I think they can be super useful uh, for actually, you know, helping to keep these visual reminders in front of us all the time. For me, uh, you know, I, I, I see digital reminders, things that pop up on my screen because I spend so much time on my screen as the digital allegory or the di- digital sort of comparison to post-it notes. It serves the same purpose for me. It shows up when and where I need to see it. Uh, right. But I do. I love post-it notes. So 12, 12 or, you know, 50 it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it's for just for kids or not it post-its can really serve a key purpose well and i what i think what i really like about this tip too is that it's the reminding part of it that is so important and when that's what we really need um you know we know what to do we know what we need to do we probably even know when we need to do it but we can so easily forget and that's one of those executive functions that you know adhd has to deal with is that short-term memory and that working memory and so yeah just the simple fact that i've got these reminders in front of you so i think um key point like you said it doesn't matter what what age you are. Um, and I'm going to add on to this tip, actually, because this was an idea that was brought to my attention um, when I was doing some group coaching. We were talking about to-do lists and kind of how to capture um, everything that has to be done. And one of the ideas that, that came into um, 
the call was to use post-it notes and to have like each post-it note is a task that needs to be done. And then you can kind of either use a large notebook or you could even use your desk or a table if you wanted to, to move the tasks around. So put them in the order that needs to be done you know, get rid of them once the task has been done, whatever you need to do. But it's, again, kind of that manipulative way of uh, tackling your to-do list with Post-it notes. Yeah, I think that's, re- I like it with Post-it notes. So the other, you know, I, I uh, gosh, there's a tip I got uh, some time ago. It's part of a system, right, where um, you, every day you write down all the things you have to do, and then you cross some of them off as you do them, and then you, you know, you have others that were not, crossed off right that were pushed forward i think it's i think it's sort of a variant of of um you know franklin covey or originally franklin quest um sort of that ben franklin thing you 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 push forward the to-dos for the next day oh in this case you you know you open up your say your field notes you write down all the stuff you have to do you cross some off and then you rewrite the things that didn't get done on the next day so now you have a clean list and you may be rewriting the things that you didn't do the day before over and over and over again as you continue to not get them done. But mm-hmm. it really does keep you, you know, just like moving post-it notes around, it's that manipulative piece. It's the yeah. act of writing them down that keeps them front and center and on your mind so you don't get distracted. Let let yourself get distracted to the point where you don't think about them anymore. Absolutely. Um, okay, so tip number four color coding to-do lists. So that's just kind of taking the to-do list um, a little farther and color coding it, which Mm -hmm. I talk to my clients about a lot. You're going to like this one, Pete. Mind mapping projects. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Yes. So I think that's a great um, tool and strategy to use when you've got um, a big project and lots to do and you got to get it out of your head. Um, One of the first things I know I recommend is always to kind of do a mind map. Um, And then she says extra long large a three monthly calendar to map projects over time in parentheses she writes working Gantt chart and then diary for appointments only so I'm not exactly sure you know I can only guess what she means by that well a Gantt chart uh, is a it's a project management tool and it's it's really terrific it allows you to see all of your tasks down the left side with little arrows of start dates and end dates and sort of milestones and and you can use it from a project management context uh, um, you know that's that's how you keep track of many tasks and uh, on large projects but the idea of having a Gantt chart for just sort of family tasks and projects or personal tasks is I think is is really useful it's one of those tools that that scales I think pretty well I, I you you know, for the very smallest of tasks, it doesn't work all that well. But for anything that takes, you know, m- takes time in, in terms of multiple days, uh, particularly tasks that are part of a of a small project, uh, having a Gantt view is super useful. Uh, the diary for appointments only is that part of the Gantt chart, or is that I'm uh, what? Because I'm assuming that means. What, how I take that is that you're just putting appointments into your calendar, but I don't know. Is that part of the Gantt chart? Yeah, not not necessarily. Um, a, oh, a Gantt okay. chart really is just a it's it's lined colored lines that shows when things start and when they end in, in sort I of see. a work breakdown structure. They you know you have this all your tasks and now you get to plot them on a calendar. A linear calendar reads from left to right, um, and so. Um, yeah, in terms of a diary for appointments only. So I, uh, my assumption is that that's looking at like here's the here's the daily schedule. Uh, you know, I've I've actually heard my British friends refer to their daily schedule as their diary. Uh, oh, okay. And so maybe maybe this listener is has it could a little be bit something of something like that. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. So that, you know, we have to kind of decode some of these tips a little bit just because we don't have all the details. So hopefully we're on target. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So next tip, um, one of the things that has helped me and my kids is drawers versus containers and shelves. Yes, junk drawers can get messy, but drawers with specific purposes only have helped because it's one step to open the drawer and throw things in. Rather than take a container off a shelf, open it and then put the item in and put it back. So I use a lot of stackable plastic drawers for items like school supplies, toiletries, et cetera, but really only good when there's one kind of item in it. Otherwise it is a junk drawer. Amen to Uh, that. For everything, there is a place for Uh, every place. There (laughs) is a purpose. I love it. I love this tip. Uh You're right on target. Um, This is what I teach and preach and teach my kids and my <laughs> husband and we're still trying to get this figure concept. that out for t- yes. yes right <laughs> <laughs> but um i love it that is exactly what i would what i would suggest too and you know, I think I mentioned this a long, long time ago, but one of the ways that I have my kids help me with laundry is that I've made their dressers very simple. You know, the, the bottom dresser drawer is just for pants and shorts. The middle drawer is just for PJs. And then the top drawer is for their underwear and socks and swimsuits and things like that. And um, I've made it so simple so that they can actually put their clothes away. I don't, you know, and yeah, they start out being folded, but if they end up getting tossed in the drawer, I really don't care because the whole point is them just first of all, doing the tasks so that I don't have to. Um, but it's very clear and easy where things go. And so it's the same concept, you know, of just this is the drawer and this is what's in it and nothing else goes in it. And uh, this is where you're going to find your pants. And, you know, we all need to wear pants. <laughs> so <laughs> it, uh, it just makes things so simple and easy. And that's that's great. I love it. Excellent. Okay. So, uh, this is one that we've talked about when we've, when we've talked about time management before using a visual timer, not an auditory one. Uh, it makes me not get too hyper-focused and be conscious of time. So time timer is a great, um, recommendation of that, of that red, uh, the time is going by as the red is, is filling up the clock. Um, but it's not, but it's not telling you exactly what time it is. It's just saying, here's the time you have left on a particular project. That's true. That's true. I guess that's a little bit different. You know, I, I have an, an update on one of ours and I think I told you a while ago that, um, my wife had made a, had gone into my son's room just so he could keep track of kind of where time was in space in the mornings. His mornings are tough. And, and so she put these little pictures, these little icons, right, next on, you know, at each time on the clock. He has a big analog clock, right, with the arms on his wall. And so, you know, when it's time to wake up, there's a little, you know, colored picture that says wake up. And then there are the things between over the next 15 minutes. You know, there's a picture of a toothbrush and a picture of a brush to brush his hair and a picture of his bed to make his bed and a picture of, you know, clothes to get dressed and, you know, different order. But anyway, um, and so he can see where if the if the arms of the clock hit that thing, he needs to do that thing, right? Mm-hmm. Which and I posted a picture of this in the past. I'll post that. that I was going to say again. I remember yeah. seeing that. Yeah. Well, so it, it was. It, I don't know. In a move of I have to say is pure genius. My daughter 
uh, she went to our downstairs kitchen clock because invariably what happens in the morning is, you know, my wife is so busy helping other people that when it's her turn to drive carpool or something, she always realizes that, oh my gosh, it's time to leave. I better start making my breakfast or now I need to pour my coffee, go get in the car, right? They're, they're <laughs> like her schedule is, doesn't quite line up with the rest of the house. And, uh, and so my daughter went and she cut out all of these little stickies and cut made little pictures for my wife and put them on <laughs> our kitchen clock. <laughs> And so, and, and she even gets things like, you know, um, getting race Nicholas to the car or, and then, and then there's a go. And then two minutes later, go with an exclamation point. And then two minutes later, go with three exclamation points. And then two minutes later, you're late with a smile, an upside down smiley face. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) so it is, it is really fantastic. And you know, it started as a joke, right? My daughter was just trying to play a gag on my wife when she got home from something or other. And, and it has become a real tool for us it is amazing how great it is for the whole family to see to be able to look up at that clock and say oh gosh what else do i need to do and do i still have time to do it um and and so i i am a huge fan of these of of the visual cues that reflect time so important absolutely and i would add if you have if you if you're one of the you know now millions of people who've gone out and bought a fancy apple watch here's a tech tip Use the watch face with the analog hands. They have analog hands on the watch face. Just because it's a screen doesn't mean you have to lose the visual element of time. I think digital watches are just terrible if you want to keep track of the flow of time. So Ah, good, good tip. There you go. Okay, great. Now our next tip, we have Heather from Pennsylvania who was kind enough to leave a voicemail message. And she has some great ideas um, about keeping track of your keys. This is my tip for anyone who has trouble keeping track of their keys, their wallet, their purse, keeping their purse organized. Here's the system that has worked so well for me. The core of the system is that I have a car with a key that doesn't actually have to come out of my wallet and go into the door. As long as you're in proximity to the door, it unlocks. And so I keep that key in the zippered change part of my clutch wallet, and it never comes out. And so anytime I have the wallet, I know that I have the key and I can get in and out of my car. I also, instead of keeping a key ring with lots of keys, I just have one single key to the front door that I also keep in the change part of the wallet. And after I use it to unlock the door, it goes right back in that same zipper part and gets zipped back up. Um, also, I, I think of it as kind of a nested system of, of things. So I have a, an iPhone cover that has a spot for two cards, and I keep my bank card and my uh, driver's license in there. So if I'm just running out to walk the dog, I'll have my I'll just grab my phone, and I'll have those two things with me. Um, then the phone can slip inside the clutch wallet that has kind of a wrist strap. So if I'm just going out, you know, on a quick errand on a weekend, I might just bring the clutch wallet. And then I have a larger tote bag that's big enough to carry my laptop and a folder and, you know, uh, all the different things that I might need for a day at work, my coffee and my water. And the yellow wallet, the little clutch wallet, goes uh, into that on work days. And uh, so that way I never really have to reorganize or switch purses or anything like that. I just take what I need. So uh, I hope this tip is helpful for anyone who uh, is looking for that kind of solution. And uh, one thing to look into, I have not tried it yet, but I, I hear that they make uh, front door locks that work the same way with just uh, getting in proximity to it. So I'd be really eager to check that out just to simplify the key situation even more. 
So this is a great example of just a simple system um, on how to how to kind of keep track of those essential items that we need to use every day. And in addition to the tip that we just heard um, from Heather, I've also seen people who actually have these hooks with their car keys that attach to their purses. So I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Like you see them kind of with backpacks and stuff where they have these hooks. And so I remember walking into a client's house once and I looked at her purse and I was like, what is that? And she's like, it's my, it's my car keys. It's the, it's the hook for my car keys. So I can always keep them with my purse. So if I've lost yeah. my car keys, I've lost my purse. And, <laughs> Which is not you know, great. And this is not a good thing, but having them together like that is a, is a really smart um, solution if you're losing your keys all the time. Now, of course, that's probably geared more towards a woman. Cause I don't know, Pete, if you have, I do, a- I have a carabiner, I have a, a carabiner on my keys and I use it, you know, I use it really as a keychain, so that, you know, we have two cars and sometimes we swap cars back and forth. And so this way I can keep, you know, just unclip it and clip a new key to it, but I can also clip it to my briefcase, clip it to, you know, whatever I need to clip it to. I can keep it, you know, handy. Generally it's, it's mostly just in my pocket, but, yeah. uh, but I do have that carabiner and I think hooks in general are super useful. Our, we have a, a hook rack right in, right as you walk in our main entrance to the garage, we have a hook rack on our wall. So generally when we come in and out, we hang our, hang our keys yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. So there you have it. Here are some great tips from listeners and readers and uh, people who follow me on Facebook and Twitter. This is their stuff, and I love it. I think it's great. Thank you so much, everybody, for contributing. I love it, too. Thank you for writing and calling, Heather from Pennsylvania. You're awesome. And uh, more of that. We love love hearing your, your stories, so thanks for reaching out. Um, and I, I think that's it. Do we have any uh, any announcements or old business to cover? No, I think we're good. All right, we're good. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Don't forget to check us out. Take Control ADHD or find us on iTunes. It's free. Subscribe. Make sure you uh, don't miss a single week. So thanks very much. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Mm-hmm.